One Tammuz, Aleph Tammuz, Tzaddik, his praise, 417. There were rumors that the Tsar wanted to introduce a number of decrees against the Jews, including a regulation requiring Jewish children to be taught secular studies and foreign languages. Regarding this decree, the Rebbe said that the Jews should call a fast and cry out to God more vehemently than against all the other decrees. This decree was more calamitous than any other evil in the world, since it would turn the children against religion completely, as we have indeed seen because of our many sins. The brutal fact is that anyone who enters this path becomes totally estranged from religion. May God take pity on his people Israel and save a remnant of all their throngs. The Rebbe once said, Oi, oi to us that we do not devote the least thought to how we can save our children and the generations to come from these evil storm-ridden waters which threaten to engulf the entire world, God forbid. For this is the only way to describe the spread of secular studies, the study of foreign languages and philosophy. 418. I heard that the Rebbe once said, I am a know-what-to-answer-the-atheist. Avot 214. I also heard that he said, I and my followers. 419. The Rebbe said to me, There are many things which at first were secret, but later on they were allowed to be revealed. For example, there are certain ideas in the Kabbalah which prior to Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and the Ari were highly secret and were not discussed at all except in the strictest secrecy. Later on, however, in the days of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai and the Ari, they no longer had to be kept secret and it was permitted to reveal them to some degree. In the same way, there are many things which today are secrets but which in time to come will no longer be secret. Something similar applied to philosophical works, some of which were written by prominent scholars and held in high regard, particularly the Guide for the Perplexed. Yet, the Rebbe warned us not to look at them at all because they are directly opposed to the Torah. 420. Someone told me that the Rebbe said, It is very good when a person is privileged to enter the portals of faith and tour about within. There are numberless halls and chambers, and one can go in and wander from room to room and palace to palace. The paths are well trodden. They are truly remarkable paths. From there, one goes further and wanders through the palaces of trust, and so on. After this, one goes further and further. How fortunate are those who enter and wander Enough around his these palaces. His wisdom, 180. The Rebbe then said, It is very difficult to receive charity. It appears that a person who receives charity can do much damage and make it more difficult to recover lost things. He can also cause things to become lost. This is my understanding of what the Rebbe meant. The Rebbe's words here are awesomely deep. See what he writes in Likutei Moharan 2, 87 and 88. There he states that the Kabbalistic concepts for the month of Elul are very helpful for the blemish of the covenant that results from sexual sins. He also speaks of the mystery of unripe fruit. All this is related to the above. I heard this explicitly from the Rebbe's holy lips, and no one among us has begun to fathom its depth. 181. I heard that the Rebbe once said, I know wisdom that cannot be revealed. If I were to reveal this wisdom, people could be nourished by the delight of comprehending it. They would no longer need to eat or drink. The whole world would nullify themselves with deep longing and desire to hear my wisdom, and people would long for and seek the sweet beauty of this wisdom. But I cannot reveal this wisdom to mankind, 
As soon as I begin to speak it, I desire to hear and receive lofty things from my listener. I then stop speaking so I can listen and receive from him. See his wisdom number 99. Therefore, I cannot reveal this unique wisdom. The Rebbe spoke about this great wisdom many times, but I heard about it only from others, never from the Rebbe himself. At the end of Sipuri Masiot, I write that I myself heard the Rebbe say, there are levels of wisdom that can nourish a man without the any other food book. or drink. A righteous person. A. 21. When you want a tzaddik to pray for you, go to a tzaddik who is compassionate. 22. You must refer to the most prominent leader of your generation as my master, even if you are greater than him. 23. When a tzaddik suffers some misfortune, he should ask another tzaddik to pray on his behalf. 24. Even if those who travel to be with the tzaddik do not receive any Torah lessons from him, they are rewarded for having made the journey. 25. Whoever does not attend to the needs of Torah scholars deserves to die. 26. The tzaddik can elevate the dead to a very high level. 27. By journeying to be with a Torah scholar, a person rectifies any spiritual damage he caused by failing to recite the Birkot Hanehenin. 28. When a person is in a position to protest against the actions of the wicked but does not, he is punished for their sins. Lesson number 234. Telling stories about tzaddikim. 1. Thought is something extremely exalted, and a person who wishes to think holy thoughts so as to ascend to the world of thought must then be completely silent. This is because even if he should utter some worthy form of speech at that time, he still loses the thought. Furthermore, even if he does remain totally silent, there are still many disturbances that may confuse his thoughts, and this is why a person needs purity of thought. 2. The way to attain purity of thought is by telling stories about tzaddikim. Specifically, a person should tell of the things that happened to the tzaddikim and of all the miraculous things that they did. This is a very great thing to do, because through it, a person's thoughts are purified, and in turn, he mitigates strict judgments and is rescued from all troubles. But the only person who can really tell stories about tzaddikim is one who knows how to distinguish between darkness and light. In other words, between stories of tzaddikim and stories of the wicked and of liars. See more in this lesson in the Kutei Moharan. The way to merit this ability is through the land of Israel. 3. The land of Israel includes within it all other aspects of holiness. There, a person merits to leave his subjugation to nature and to know and believe that everything that happens is through divine providence alone. For this is the essence of all holiness. This, in turn, enables a person to be like God, in the sense that he is able to distinguish between darkness and light. Then he can tell stories about true tzaddikim, since he knows how to distinguish between them and their opposite. Consequently, he merits purity of thought, to mitigate strict judgments, and to be rescued from all troubles. 4. There exists a holy name, which is used on high, when they wish to appoint a king. This name is Kuf Mem He an acronym for the phrase, Look down from your holy abode, Hashkifa Mima'on Kadshecha, Deuteronomy 26.15. This holy name, Kuf Mem He, is also present in the verse, He deposes kings, and he establishes Ummehakem kings, Daniel 2.21, as well as in the verse regarding Joseph, Behold, my sheaf stood up, Kama, 
Genesis 37.7, describing a prophetic dream foretelling Joseph's ultimate ascent to royalty and dominion. Stories, the Seven Beggars, The Second Day. A cruel king then attacked the land, but he was not able to do anything to the people. He therefore decided to ruin the good life that the land had from the garden. However, he did not ruin the garden itself. Instead, he left three groups of servants. He ordered them to follow his instructions and thus ruin the people's sense of taste. As a result of what they did, whenever anyone tasted anything, it had the taste of a rotten carcass. They also ruined the sense of smell. Every fragrance that the people smelled had the stench of galbanum. They also destroyed the sense of sight. They dimmed the people's eyes as if they were covered with clouds and mists. All this was done at the cruel king's command. Now, if you are truly living the good life, let's see if you can save them. I am telling you this because if you do not save them, then the damage that has stricken this land can also harm you. The wealthy people set off toward that land, and I also went with them. While traveling, each of them lived the good life in his way, since each one had taken along his treasures. However, as soon as they came near that land, their sense of taste began to go bad. They also began to feel that other things were also being spoiled for them. I said to them, You have not even entered the land yet, and your sense of taste, etc., is ruined. What will happen once you actually get there? How will you be able to save them? Year 1, letter number 176. But God's kindnesses never cease, and He gave me the strength to fortify myself in the holy ways that the Rebbe taught, until I turned some of the groaning and sighing into happiness and joy. I went with simplicity and said, Thank God that I didn't break windows in a holy study hall such as this which is named for our master, teacher, and holy Rebbe. Then I set out to tell his father, Rabbi Avram Weinberg, may his light shine, what had happened. It was then that I received the aforementioned letters. I was a little afraid to read them. Who could know what was written in them that might, God forbid, taint the joy of Purim for us? But God had compassion on us, and the letters contained news about a few acts of salvation. Thus we gained a little strength through his great kindness, And, thank God, we were very happy indeed for many hours on Holy Purim Day. We danced a great deal, and I too danced a great deal with God's help. Our joy on Purim now is something altogether new, and is a real show of God's salvation for us. That evening we went to the authorities, and, as you can understand yourself, Reb Naftali, may his light shine, and I waited there to speak with them. I have written this account so that you will have a record, and will be able to relate to future generations everything that happened to us this winter, and especially these days of Purim. No doubt it is all for the best. I was all set to travel home today or tomorrow, but because of the breach that they made in our study hall, I am forced to stay on here a few more days. It looks as if I will be here until after Shabbat. Be sure, therefore, to write me by post, and tell me everything new that has happened since you wrote that last letter. Also, write me explicitly about the days of Purim that just passed, and whether or not there was, God forbid, any damage done to my house or to the property of any of our companions. Give me a detailed report on everything. Also, give me an answer regarding that matter that you are worried about, that the young men, Rabbi Yosef, the son of R.Y., and Lazar, may he live, who came here last Erev Shabbat, told me that the city official Tamashevsky and his men came looking for me at the house of Rabbi Sral the son of Itzi Pitcherer. See if you can find a way to ask the governor whether it was done with his knowledge. 
If it was not, let him warn Tamashevsky and all the minor officials under him to beware of approaching me, God forbid, without his permission, and of harassing me, God forbid. You will understand for yourself how to go about this to my advantage. Write me immediately and tell me clearly with what kind of authority they came looking for me. May God have pity on me and on all our companions in our environs. May he rescue us soon from all of our troubles, and may he speedily bring down our enemies beneath us. May I soon be able to return home safely, at the very least after Shabbat. May we merit having our study hall stand on its site and finishing the building completely letters, this year. Year 2, letter number 431. Give Reb Nachman two or three gold coins each week, as I discussed with you, and also give him five gold coins for his rent. He told me that you deducted from his weekly income the ten gold coins you gave him for rent. It is imperative that you return this to him. In the meantime, you should just give him the aforementioned five gold coins, and I will write you further from Turin. Silver rubles were the Russian currency. Gold coins were Polish ducats. Shabbat has just passed. The letter was delayed here, and I have a great deal to discuss with you. But it is Saturday night, and I am feeling weak. I only want to point out something to you in connection with what you are always writing, i.e. that your habit of thinking a lot about everything is causing you such suffering and confusion. I would just like to respond to you that the whole situation in which you find yourself does not make any sense. There is no obligation, God forbid, to think so much. To the contrary, our master, teacher, and Rebbe of blessed memory warned us many times against excessive thinking. He explicitly said that this practice, which is called Ibertrachten, dwelling on something, causes a person tremendous distress, God save us. If you are already accustomed to doing this, you must try to break the habit and prevail on each occasion to distract your mind and not to ruminate about anything. In particular, you must flee from bad thoughts and musings completely and not allow your thoughts to return to them at all. You must constantly forget whatever happened previously and trust in the Rebbe's great power that everything will be transformed into good. Just fortify yourself and be strong to carry out all this. And with the departure of the day of rest, may God provide you relief. Nasan, the same. Letter number 432. With thanks to God, Thursday, Erev Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av, 5603. Greetings to my beloved son, the learned Reb David Svi. May his light shine. I sent a letter to my son, your brother, Reb Yitzchak, may his light shine, in Tolchim, and he is going to send six new rubles to my daughter, your sister, Chanetzirel, may she live. I received these six new rubles in Teplik for the Sefer Torah of Savran. I am also sending my daughter three new rubles for the Sefer Torah for Turin, though the scribe may not need money for parchment. Understand, my son, how to proceed prudently with the scribe so that he does not grab any money before writing either for the Sefer Torah for Abzvi from Cherin or for the one of Savran. Tell the scribe that I am irritated with him. He told me that he had only received the deposit from Reb Shlomo of Savran, but Reb Shlomo told me that he gave him six new rubles, three for the deposit and three for parchment. He should therefore already have three new rubles worth of parchment for the Sefer Torah of Savran. I am suffering over this, lest there be, God forbid, a desecration of God's name if he does not act correctly in this matter. Therefore, from now on, do not give him money for parchment unless you see that he takes the money to buy it right away. Most likely you will understand the proper way to deal with him, as I discussed with you at my home. Now, my son, 
Fortify yourself determinedly to start from now to engage every day in Torah study and prayer. Set fixed study sessions for Talmud, Codes, Chumash with the commentary of Rashi, and Nach. In particular, be certain to study every day the books of our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of Blessed Memory. Study them with friends sometimes, and look at them carefully to understand how to practice what you learn. If you cannot study with others, study on your own. Guard yourself with the utmost care from anger, depression, and fastidiousness with others so as not to destroy your vitality over nothing. Fulfill, banish anger from your heart, remove evil from your flesh. Ecclesiastes 11.10 For God's sake, take pity on yourself. For if not now, when? Since now you have no concerns or business to attend to, only Torah study, prayer, and fulfilling commandments. Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. I have no time to continue any longer. The words of your Father, encouraging you for your eternal good and praying for you. Nasan Shemur Asadikim, Adam, Chava, Hevel, Shet, Chanoch, Metushalach, Noach, Shem, Ever, Avot, Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Imahot, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leha, Bilha, Zilpa, Devorah Meneket Rivka, Shvatim, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Issachar, Zevulon, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Yosef, Benjamin, Menashe, Ephraim. Shivim Nifashot, Beit Yaakov, Chanoch, Falu, Chetzron, Karmi, Yemuel, Yamin, Ohad, Yachin, Tzohar, Shaul, Gershon, Kahat, Merari, Shela, Peretz, Zarach, Chetzron, Chamul, Tola, Fuva, Yov, Shimron, Sered, Elon, Yachleel, Tzifion, Chagi, Shuni, Etzbon, Eri, Arodi, Areli, Yimna, Yishva, Yishvi, Vriya, Serach, Achotam, their sister, Chever, Malkiel, Bela, Vecher, Ashbel, Geira, Naaman, Echi, Rosh, Mupim, Chupim, Ard, Chushim, Yachzel, Guni, Yetzer, Shilem, Dina Bat Yaakov, Yocheved Batli. Prayers 2, Prayer number 8. In your vast compassion, bring together our dispersed people from among the nations. Gather our diaspora from the ends of the earth and bring us together from the four corners of the world. May this holy gathering of your nation, the Jewish people, constantly increase and expand, as many companions are constantly added to it. May we always recite our prayers to you with deep concentration in the midst of a great and multitudinous gathering. As the verse states, in the multitude of the nation is the beauty of the king. May the house of prayer increase and expand greatly and extensively. May the true tzaddikim build many mighty houses without measure, number, or limit, constructed of the combinations of prayers of your nation, the house of Israel, which will multiply and grow in a very great assembly. May all of the stones, the souls, gather together. May holy combinations without end result, so many that the mouth cannot express them and the heart cannot conceive of them. May many great and beautiful structures without end be built of them. May you take pride and joy in them with a great new delight that has never arisen before you since the earliest days. At last, due to the multitude of the holy houses and structures that will increase without number, May all of the oppressed nefashot and neshamot that had gone naked, scattered among the nations, 
all of the holy stones that had been spilled out at the heads of all of the streets, enter, be gathered together, and augment the holy houses. As the verse states, the holy stones have been spilled at the head of every street. From now on, have compassion on all of these souls that are oppressed by their sins and the sins of their fathers. Be filled with compassion for them, for you alone know the immeasurable, unfathomable extent of their pitiable state. For your sake, have compassion on them and on us. Gather them again into holiness. Bring them in and gather them to be with you in your house. Gather them from outside into the houses of holiness and prayer that will grow and increase beyond number and limit as a result of the gathering of your nation of Israel, each time with many new companions. May this lead you to be filled with compassion for us. Forgive, excuse, and grant atonement for all of our transgressions, sins, and offenses that we committed against you from our youth until this day. May our prayers and pleadings rise so that you will see and accept them like burnt offerings and sacrifices that will atone for all of our sins and transform them all into merits. May the verse be realized, I will bring them to my holy mountain and give them joy in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted upon my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. Draw complete healing from heaven unto us and unto your entire nation, the Jewish people. Erase our offenses like vapor and cloud. As the verse states, I have wiped away your sins like vapor and your transgressions like a cloud. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Remove all of the clouds that darken the light of the Holy Sun. Bring us out from dimness to brightness, from darkness to a great light. As morning breaks, may the sun cause charity and healing to shine upon us. As the verse states, May the sun of charity with healing in its wings shine upon you who fear my name. May the verse quickly be realized, A neighbor will not say I am sick. The nation that dwells in Jerusalem will be cleansed of sin. In your vast compassion, Enable us to grow truly close to the true tzaddikim who possess a spirit of prophecy, which is truly divine inspiration, so that through them we will purify and rectify the power of our imagination. Purifying our thoughts and imagination. May our imagination not confuse us with, confuse us with deceitful illusions and evil fantasies, heaven forbid. Instead, may we attain a power of imagination that possesses a completely perfected clarity, purity, and lucidity. In this way, may we attain a truly complete, straight, clear, pure, lucid, and proper faith in accordance with your goodwill, without any confusion at all. May we believe in you, Hashem our God and God of our fathers, in the fact that you created your world in accordance with your goodwill out of absolute nothingness with the Ten Statements. In your vast compassion, rescue us from false leaders who are like false prophets. May they not confuse our minds at all with false imaginings, heaven forbid. Purify and cleanse us of the pollution and filth of the serpent. Guard us and protect us so that no thought of divination or magic will ever cross our mind.